This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. The date of this episode is December 15th, 2021. Wherever in the world you are, if you're listening, maybe you can tell me how the fuck it's already December 15th. I do not know what happened. I hope this finds you with a full prescription bottle of anxiety meds, antidepressants, some good, potent weed, 60-40 indica sativa hybrid if you imbibe, a good talk therapist, and a ride-or-die crew that will do whatever is necessary to help you get through the holidays, which are now a mere, measly, short 10 days away. What the fuck? I am not ready. I hope you all know that I missed you on my first week of not publishing a podcast every week, but for now every other week. I did. I missed you all. It felt like I was forgetting something that I just couldn't put my finger on, but it was something. Something large. No less than half a dozen times, I snapped to attention and thought, fuck, I didn't publish an episode, which is something I'm unaccustomed to feeling. After I'd scraped myself off the ceiling with each of those panic grenades I unwittingly pulled the pin on and launched right down my own throat, I reminded myself that I had not actually forgotten to publish an episode and that I was being proactive about self-care and personal boundaries. It helped tremendously getting your messages of encouragement. I love that you're taking care of yourself because it's teaching all of us that self-care is important that self-care is valid and you are a rock star so thank you so so very much thank you stacy i took that to heart and all of you that messaged me with similar supportive messages and told me i was important enough to take time for myself and for my family and my health and my sanity thank you i took it to heart also All those who messaged me and told me I should stick to my every week formula, and those who said dropping back to every other week would probably make them quit listening. I mean, I hear you on that. I'm sorry that you're disappointed in me and my, to quote a particular listener, commitment issues with my podcast. I get it. And while I value your opinion and the fact that you're a listener, I have to put adequate value on myself, my own time, and my mental health especially during the holiday season, but all year long, really. So I will gladly take up the mantle of self-care rock star, so graciously given to me by Stacy. I might even make myself a tinfoil badge, goddammit, and I'm gonna wear that shit around town. And speaking of around town, if you're here or in the vicinity of Amarillo, Texas, you've heard me talk about my friend Angela and her amazing book and curiosity shop called Antiques. I am almost hesitant to say this because I'm being very selfish about it. But if you're into curios, especially the weird stuff like I am, you're probably going to find it at Antiques. And by weird stuff... I mean, she's now added wet specimens to her inventory. I could probably be heard squeeing all the way to New Mexico when I found out. And hell yes, I brought home a wet specimen. Won't be the last time either. And it's not just intestinal sheep parasites preserved in jars. It's books, antique, hard to find, out of print, volumes of books, hardbound paperback. It's art by local and independent artists. 
It's vintage clothing, jewelry, and shoes. It's one-of-a-kind curios, Victorian portraits, antique and vintage furnishings, and some truly delicious, spooky, witchy stuff. If you've got someone who's a challenge to shop for this Giftmas or Yule or holiday season, somebody maybe weird like me or like you, get thee down to Antiques on 6th Street. It's 2900 Southwest 6th Street at 6th and Kentucky. If you can't actually get there because maybe you're across the country, go to anteeksonline.com. That is ant, A-U-N-T-E-E-K-S online.com. If you are in Amarillo, you can stop next door for some crystals or incense or candles at the Roseberry while you're there. Or you can eat some tacos just for the sake of eating tacos at Bracero's, which is my favorite Tex-Mex here in Amarillo. And then finish it off with a really good coffee and local artwork and some weirdos that I find very, very close to my heart at the 806. And no, I'm not getting paid to say any of this. These are just local small businesses on 6th Street here in Amarillo that I love and adore and I want them to succeed. So the topic of today's episode is Heathen's Greetings. It's about Yule and the winter solstice, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But first, to quote Def Leppard, I got something to say. It's seemingly become very trendy lately for witches to tell people that rosemary is not, in fact, a good substitute for any herb in witchcraft. Cool, 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 cool. Why not? Why? Because that's not the way it works in your practice, I'm guessing. If so, that's cool. But it might be totally fine in someone else's practice. Using rosemary as a suitable substitute for any other herb in magic is a pretty Wiccan notion, so it's fine for the Wiccan folks. And although I haven't practiced Wicca for nearly 33 years, it's still a part of my practice. Because for the most part, And within reason, I write most of my own rules based on what I've done in the past and brought from here and from there. For me, if my intent has not shifted due to the lack of a prescribed herb, then what's the difference? If my spell calls for espanta muerte, but I have none, I have no time to get it and no knowledge of where to source it or means to procure any, Why couldn't I use rosemary? My intent is no different. And to put a finer point on it, I don't actually need anything, if we're being honest. I don't need any herbs. I can do every bit of my spellcasting with my mind, my intent, and my energy. Herbs like crystals, like resins and incense and candles, are just really glorified trappings. They're pretty. I like to use them because they make me feel good, but they are not necessary for me to get the job done. I don't need them. I can work every bit of my magic without any of those trappings. I don't need any of it. I am the spell. Let me say that again for anybody who didn't hear me the first time. I am the spell. And I'll do you one even better than that. You are the spell. 
To say that rosemary isn't a reasonable substitute for any other herb just feels a bit like gatekeeping. And the funny part is this. It seems to be largely coming from the exact same people complaining that witches who want to keep certain practices closed to prevent cultural appropriation are gatekeeping and wrecking things for all the other witches everywhere. First, no, they're not wrecking anything. We're not wrecking anything. And if you feel that way, maybe you need to take stock of a few things and reevaluate a few other things. And yes, I have an episode in the works about cultural appropriation in witchcraft, specifically the appropriation of practices sacred to native and indigenous peoples. So, many of the same people saying nothing should be off-limits or closed in magic and witchcraft are also saying, no, you can't use rosemary in place of just anything else. And I'm here to tell you that if somebody's coming in hot with that aimed in your direction and you believe otherwise, then baby, you do you. And if you feel strongly that rosemary is not, in fact, a suitable substitution for any other herb in magic and witchcraft, then by all means, don't utilize it in that fashion. Ain't nobody got a problem with that. But we need to stop telling people that they're doing it wrong and mind our own magic. And before I step down from my soapbox, let me just, I gotta... It's pronounced sigil, not sigil. It rhymes with vigil, which also isn't pronounced vigil. End rant. And now, speaking of vigils, let's talk about Yule and the Winter Solstice. If you want to hear about some really cool, weird, interesting Yule traditions and lore from around the world, listen to Season 1, Episode 46, Here Comes Anti-Claws. But today, let's just talk about Yule and the solstice. I'll start with the sciency part, and that is the solstice. The winter solstice occurs when the Earth's North Pole is tilted the furthest from the sun. On two occasions a year, the Earth's tilt is zero, meaning that it's neither away from nor toward the sun. And those, of course, are the winter and summer solstices, the summer which we associate with Letha. The winter solstice marks the start of winter, which lasts until Ostara in March, on the 20th or 21st, on the vernal equinox. The winter solstice is the shortest day of the year, and also the longest night. The solstice falls on Tuesday, December 21st this year, at 10.59 a.m., and the night before, from sundown on Monday, December 20th, all night long until the sunrise on Tuesday, December 21st, is the longest night of the year. The tradition in our little family, my husband and I, is to stay awake all night long on the longest night, holding vigil until the return of the sun happens at sunrise. It hasn't always been my tradition, but I adopted it the first year I knew him, and I've been doing that ever since. It's a night for tons of snacks and board games, card games, or coffee, movie, blankets, and whatever else you might think of to keep yourselves awake all night long. Can I get a, oh yeah? The point, of course, is to welcome back the sun after the darker months, and even though it's just the beginning of the winter, The sun is returning and is bound to begin warming up the earth before too long, around Ostara, 
in March, theoretically. You can hold your solstice ritual the evening of the 20th, after sunset, at the beginning of the longest night. Whether or not you're holding vigil for the sun, you certainly don't have to, but if you're of a mind to do so, and can take time off from work the next day, because trust me, you're going to want to take time off from work the next day. It's a great way to celebrate the solstice. I've celebrated vigils with about 30 other people before, and I've celebrated with just my husband and myself. Both are fantastic. You can even hold vigil by yourself, which is perfect for meditating, journaling and writing, scrying and divining about the coming season, wrapping gifts, or doing moonworkings. Hmm, moonworkings. The moon will still be at about 98% full from the night before on the longest night, even though it will technically be a waning gibbous moon again at around 98%. You can bet I'm all for doing a bit of moon work that night, especially because it's a solstice. If you happen to be in a part of the world where it's going to snow on December 20th or even December 21st, collect some of that snow for winter solstice moon water. Same goes for a rainy night and try to remember to charge your stones and crystals under the full moon on the 19th, and you can use them as is, or you can use them to create a sunray crystal grid to harness full sun energy the morning of the 21st as the sun rises. Being charged on a solstice is a powerful charge. If you have any citrine, sunstone, tiger's eye, garnet, or carnelian, Make sure to charge those as well. You can use those to warm your soul with summer energy during the cold winter months. They're all year long stones, but they each have properties that harness the energy of the summer sun, even when they're charged in the dead of winter. But as always, Molly Dyer, your white candle witch, is here to remind you that if you don't have any of those stones, if you only have clear quartz or rose quartz available to you, or if you only have a rock you found in your backyard, that will work. Use your intent to soak up all the energy of the sun that your stone or backyard rock can absorb. Make that your personal stone for helping with winter doldrums and cabin fever, or a touch of seasonal depression if you get that. And of course, please see a doctor for some mundane meds if you're actually experiencing any sort of clinical depression. And then also, stay med compliant. Carry that stone with you for comfort and warmth if you start to get a little bit blue about the cold of winter and find yourself missing the warmth of summer. And again, take your meds. If you find yourself and your bank account a bit overextended in prepping for these giftmas holidays, as many of us do, and yes, that means I'm including myself in that equation as we speak. You might want to utilize this full moon to do a bit of money manifestation or prosperity working. Make yourself a money bowl for the full moon. You can fill it with green rice, coin, onion skins, patchouli and peppermint leaves, a few rolled up dollar bills, and I'd like to set a few quartz crystals in the bowl as well. I've also got a calcite and a tiger's eye there for manifestation.
Set a tea light candle in an aluminum cup in the center of that bowl and anoint it with a money drawing oil like patchouli or peppermint essential oil or a money blend if you've bought or made one of those. Use your finger to draw a dollar sign on the face of that candle. Then sprinkle some peppermint or basil, crushed allspice or patchouli leaves on it, right on the oil, saying something like, this brings the money back into my house or back into my bank account or just back to me as you're doing that. When you light the candle, chant something along the lines of, the money I spend comes back to me with every dollar spent, it returns by three. Or I call my money back to me, I have everything I need. We're not doing a win the lotto sort of working right now, but more of a meet your needs after maybe spending more than you plan for the giftmas holidays sort of working. If you're still shopping, like me, still having to hand your money over to someone else, do another kind of money comeback magic. You can infuse some lard, coconut oil, or Crisco with money herbs like the aforementioned peppermint and patchouli, or also any combination of allspice, clove, thyme, cinnamon, basil, ginger, or nutmeg, and make yourself some money comeback grease. I've actually taken my roux grease and scooped a bit out and made a bit of money grease with it. Roux is like a Hemi engine, by the way. It just adds more power to whatever you're making, doing, or casting. Enchant your money grease to bring your money back to you whenever you spend it. By the way, as a general rule, just uh, maybe don't go ape shit and spend all your money with the idea that you're about to get it all back. Because as we know... Sometimes these things take time, and even still, sometimes we get a big fat fuck you, no way from the universe when we try to cast a spell. So don't count your magical chickens before they magically hatch. But use your intent. Smear a bit of your money comeback grease onto your cash before you spend it. On your credit cards before you hand them over to a shop cashier or make online purchases with it. Don't put your grease on the chip or on the strip. And maybe don't put so much grease on any of it that your credit card comically squirts out of the shop cashier's hand when you give it to them. Just like a stripe on the top of the card. Get a bit of grease on the index finger and thumb of your dominant hand and swipe the top of your card through those fingers. And if you don't have lard or Crisco or any coconut oil right now, you can absolutely make this into some money comeback oil. It doesn't have to be grease. It can absolutely be an oil. Bottle that shit up, label it, and use it anytime you have to spend money. The reason I like it in grease form myself is that I can put it into a locket or a little lip balm tin, and you can stick it in your handbag or backpack, or even in your pocket if you're careful. Boom, portable money grease. Don't overwhelm yourself with the holidays protect yourself from the stress the best you can. Take it from me, Molly Dyer, self-care rock star, with an actual tinfoil badge. You need a nap. You need to slow down. You need to stop spending money. You need to tell your in-laws or parents it's time for them to go home. Or if you're at their house, you need to tell them you're going home. Set pre-holiday boundaries and then enforce them. Stick to them. If your love language is Christmas cookies, love yourself and have some Christmas cookies. 
Eat what you want to eat and enjoy your holidays while still taking care of yourself and your own health. You need to find the time and the wherewithal to relax sometime over the holidays. Shut yourself in the bathroom if you have to. For Yule, remember that many traditions dictate that you have 12 whole days to celebrate. So if you can't do it on the 21st, if you're surrounded by Christian family and can't break away for a Yule ritual until you've actually gotten home from your family's house on, say, the 27th or 28th, that's fine. You're still within the Yuletide season. You know those 12 days of Christmas you've heard sung about your entire life? Those aren't the days before the Christian Christmas. They are the days after the Christian Christmas, from December 25th until January 6th, the day before the Epiphany. But here's a fun fact. Those 12 days of Christmas actually started out as the 12 days of Yuletide and were, of course, rewritten, Christianized, and unpaganized. The 12 days of Yuletide are from December 21st, on the winter solstice, until the beginning of the Gregorian calendar year, January 1st. This is largely celebrated and acknowledged by more northern European practices of paganism and witchcraft, like Norse pagans and Nordic Wiccans, Asatru folks, and some Druidic traditions. But that doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge the 12 days of Yuletide yourself as well. You can research and read up on the northern traditions and what each of the 12 days represents and celebrates, or you can just stretch out your own Yuletide celebration to get the most out of it. Squeeze every single drop out of it if that's what you want to do. I wholeheartedly recommend it. I hope however you celebrate Yuletide, whether you celebrate Yule, the solstice, Saturnalia, or the birth of the sun god Mithras, whether you celebrate Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Nicholas Day, or just Christmas. I hope it's filled with reverence and mirth, laughter and joy, and fellowship. I hope if you're with your family that it's a safe and accepting place for you, and I hope your body and soul are nourished, and I hope all of it is absolutely, positively, pure magic. I hope there are cookies. Heathen's Greetings. There's a brand new episode every other Wednesday. And as always, if you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Wash your hands. Often. Wear your goddamn motherfucking mask. Get your vaccination and booster if you can, if you haven't already. May you never hunger, and may you never thirst. As above, so below. Blessed Yuletide and warm winter solstice greetings to you. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. The 12 days of Yuletide are from December 21st on... 21st? 